everybody, welcome to episode 113 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, you can call me Fish. With me as always, my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDuff, how you doing everybody? It's me, I'm back. We're here again, uh, Fish and Connor Sora movie. That movie being Fantastic Beasts. Fuck, out of stroke. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. How are you, Fish? <laughs> uh, I'm good, I'm good, Connor. We're, we're, at, we're at a new day. We're, we're breaking dawn, as it were. <laughs> Part one and two, no. You like that one? Yeah, we just came out of a Twilight retrospective. So I thought I had to drop something there, but we're, we're finally out of talking about uh, romantic vampires and onto a brand new franchise. Yes, the Harry Potter franchise, because we don't review individual films. They don't exist anymore. It's all a part of a big money-making scheme by corporate Illuminati's real confirmed. Just kidding. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Beasts where to find them. There's going to be fucking four more. Yeah, there's there we go. five movies. Well, this isn't even a Harry Potter movie, is it? It's like no, a, a, a it's mad a spin-off. So yeah. there's <laughs> there's five of these movies coming out. Like, how can let's... you how how can you dictate that a film needs five like four more sequels if it's a spin-off, nothing's pre-written, and also you don't know how the film's gonna go. I don't know, maybe it's about money. Gee, what a <laughs> shock that'd fucking be, wouldn't it? Here we are though. Yeah, oh, it's um, it's interesting where we're going with this. Uh, like, it's funny to think that we, you know, we're we're really getting on this retrospective chain at the moment, and we're basically starting one here, but we're not doing the Harry Potter movies as yet. Um, no, and it's because like, my my girlfriend is a massive massive HP. Harry Potter fan and she came up to me one day. And she said, well, you know, you're doing all these, you know, you're talking about doing a Resident Evil. You're doing Twilight. You're doing all these respect. Why aren't you reviewing the Harry Potter movies? And I turned to her and I said, do you really want me to review yeah, the exactly. Harry Potter movies? Anytime I do anything that Beck doesn't like, she shits all over my dreams. I can't imagine what would happen if you reviewed the Harry Potter films with me. You would be fucked. You'd be so fucked. It didn't even matter if you liked the films. If you said one thing wrong, you're so fucked. Bitch. I know. It, oh, it's, it's, it's over. And like, I'm, I'm kind of worried about this one here because obviously she loved this movie. It's a Harry Potter yeah. movie. And I... You know, I'll tell, I'll be talking about how I feel about it, but I'm, I'm really weary of giving it any criticism. Even when we came out of the screening the other night, I, I was very like careful with how I sort of said. And she's not a Nazi. She's not like me. Like no, if I like she's a movie, not evil. no. If I like, no. if I love a movie, I will, I will fight you to the ends of the earth. Yeah. And you Fuck know this because that's how this podcast started. So, I, like, oath, yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's uh, yeah, like she was kind of like, oh yeah, I understand what, you, what you're saying, and blah blah. blah. But I, like I, I just didn't want to destroy her dreams because I, I don't want to destroy anyone's dreams. I, I feel like it was you know this is a great thing for Harry Potter fans. They, it, it, there's more content out there, and I I understand that. I'm I'm on the board with like the Hobbit. You know, I was a big Lord of the Rings fan. I'm I'm arguably a, a bigger Hobbit fan. Like just in terms of the books, because I grew up with that book, so I was mm. I was very excited to get a trilogy of these. These guys are getting five <laughs> movies of this. So okay, let's talk about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, and take let's on the it. hordes and hordes of Harry Potter fans out there. I'll 
I'll kill you all. Hey, just kidding. All right, this film follows the guy that wrote that book that tries to eat people in the third Prisoner of Azkaban film. The, 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 it's a book about monsters and stuff. Did it? A, did the book try to eat people? Yeah, it, it doesn't try oh, to eat you. Dude. It just attacks you. you got to run. Was that the angry right? book? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Like, I, it anyway, had teeth and stuff. Nick, yeah, Nick Scamander, he's, he's here and he's basically writing this book. He hasn't written it yet. It's set in the 19, 1920s after World War One. He goes to New York to release a griffin. Uh, back into its native habitat. He's autistic and basically he starts a bit of chaos and his, he falls over a nomad, as they, as they call them, a uh, basically yeah. a, a muggle. It's the same thing. And the briefcase gets stopped. Basically all the animals get loose out of his briefcase and then he gets arrested by an Aurora who doesn't like her, who isn't like, who lost her job and they're basically looking for all these animals um, in, the, in, in New York. At the same time, there's this evil black, like, obscurity, it's called, or something. Obscurus. I don't know. It's um, all the same. Black force of evil is going around New York. Obscurus, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, tearing everyone up, and no one knows what's going on, and they all think it's a beast, but it's not a beast. It's, it turns out to be this weird kid who's part of the second Sa- Salemers, so basically he's a, he's a wizard who's he's an evil wizard. And he's, he's, he doesn't know what to do and he's, this pure, he's basically all this unlimited power and every time he gets mad he turns into a Hulk but he's the black smoke, monster, black smoke monster from Lost. <laughs> and then while this is all going on, Colin Farrell plays the head of security for uh, Fantastic Beasts, for, for not what? For, uh, for, for the magic ministry. Yeah, yeah. The ministry of magic. He, he turns out to be evil and he's trying to harness the power of the black smoke monster um, and... and, and uh, destroy the world basically make sure wizards are on top which i again I, just similar to the vampire thing why wizards yeah aren't running the world we'll, talk, me. we'll talk about um, it <laughs> but yeah so that that's going on um and then uh he loses he the, the he loses the bad guys the good guys beat him and then it turns out he's not colin farrell he's johnny depp he's this guy called grindelwald or something and he's yeah. evil i don't know and he turns out to be evil and the day is saved and um, I think. And Eddie Redmayne kind of just is hanging out, catching these monsters and just kind of dealing with it all passively. And he catches all of his monsters and then he falls in love with the Aurora, but they don't kiss or anything because, again, he's autistic. Um, and then um, the Nomad falls in love with the wizard and then the Nomad uh, gets memory wiped because uh, Newt Scamander happens to be one of the most powerful wizards in the world, apparently, and just gives a potion to a bird, a griffin, and flies into a storm and saves the day. Like... I, I've seen some Deix marketers in my time, but fuck my asshole, that was ridiculous. <laughs> um, anyway, Again, so we'll uh, we'll talk about it. And so that all happens, and the, and then the guy forgets that it's all sad, and then Newt gets on a boat to go back to England. But don't worry, he'll be back because there's four more films. Anyway, there we go. That's done. <laughs> okay, before we we head uh, forward with this review, I feel that most of my questions come from my lack of knowledge of the Harry Potter like, Well, I'm lore. a huge Harry Potter fan. I love every single one. That's why I never saw the Deathly Hallows part one. So you ask me a question, I promise you I'll know. You know it, you know it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I found that, you know, after the movie, like I said, we, you know, me and Beck were having our post-movie yeah. discussion and a lot of it, I was like, hey, was this or what that? Was this or who was this and what is that? Mm. And, and she was able to explain a lot of things. So a lot of the criticisms that I had or like questions I had were pretty well answered. Okay. If you knew the backstory of the thing. So I apologize to all the HP fans out there, but like, I just haven't 
I'm just not on the Harry Potter train, even though my girlfriend is. I do mean to, I've been meaning to go back and watch them again. Um, but I was, I was just never huge on it. I always like liked it, but I was never huge on it. And I know you sort of grew up around the time that it came up, but it was never a big impact on your life either. Is that right? No, I mean, I always watched them. Like my sister was into them. My mum loved it. Like I was always around the hype. And like, and I got, yeah. I, I saw them all the time and I liked them, but they've just never been amazing films. Sorry. They've just never been like standout, spectacular pieces of cinema. So I've never really, they're not something I remember entirely. You know what I mean? You get yeah, what I mean? yeah. Yeah. I was, I was at, um, you know, that, that, uh, that pop culture shop Zing, that's getting mm. around Australia at the moment. I was looking at some of the Harry Potter stuff there and at some of the new Fantastic Beast merch, which there strangely isn't a lot. I thought they would have just gone nuts with this movie, to be honest, but I, I've really only seen a few posters getting around. I, I feel like it's just kind of come and almost gone. Yeah. Um, like, are, are you sort of feeling that as well? Like, you work at a oh, cinema. I didn't even, right? like, I didn't even, like, feel it at all. Hey, like, people have come in, but the hype isn't enormous, like, from my end. I haven't seen much for it, even in the cinemas. There wasn't a lot of promo for it. Yeah. It's kind of just come and gone, yeah. It's Which is strange. really strange, considering we're going back into, you know, madness with, like, how, yeah. how big the Harry Potter films were. And, like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. Like, like, even my girlfriend wasn't that nuts. Like, we booked our IMAX tickets well in advance, so there was kind of that but it's because prequels are fucking bullshit nobody <laughs> wants to watch a fucking prequel I don't want to know how something started that destroys mystery I want to know what happens next for fuck's sake prequels are just the word like Rogue One I'm excited for sim probably the same with Beck like I'm excited for the star because it's a Star Wars film you yeah know? it's in but your like it's in your law it's in your world that you you like care about and it's probably quite sim similar in the sense that it's covering a small aspect of a big world. Like, it's not going to be answering major questions about the Star Wars films. It's like a spin-off and they're using a part of it, how people got the Death Star plans. Like, we didn't need to know this information, so it's okay with what the film does. And it's the same with the Fantastic Beasts. Like, we don't need to know who wrote the book. Like, it just... But if we get to know, that's cool. That's cool, again, yeah. It's like a little nod and you get this whole new thing, um, which it's I, a fucking I think... Prequel. It's a prequel. It is. It's boring. It is, but I think it's a, I, I think it's a cool way to, to further a story that doesn't have to involve the main cast. That's, I, like, I, that's why I was more excited about this one because it wasn't yeah. Harry Potter. It was like a whole new thing. And we'll talk about if that, if that worked or not. Um, but funnily enough, you were talking about Star Wars there. I was in this Zing shop and old mate, the, the guy working there, I asked him, I said, hey, where's all your Fantastic B stuff? And he's all like, oh, that's it, man. That's all we've got. And I said, wasn't there a book? Like, Because there was actually a textbook um, yeah, released book, years right? ago. But they discontinued it and it's not out with the release of the movie? What the so shit is ridiculous. that? Like, yeah, that's just, know. that's outrageous to me. And anyway, he, and, and he said, yeah, look, the, it's been selling pretty well, like all the stuff there, obviously, because I guess the, the fans are out in force. Um, but he said, he said, I'm more of a Star Wars fan, so I don't really care about it. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I sort of feel like Harry Potter, and this isn't like a gender, racial thing, genderist, genderist, what's the sexist thing. But like, I feel like Harry Potter is almost like the Star Wars for girls. Yeah, like, I feel, I honestly, like, I think women associate themselves more with, I've heard... I, I've heard more from women about Harry Potter than yeah. Like I, I like I know guy Harry Potter fans as I know girl Star Wars fans. But when I when I think of Harry Potter fans, it's probably because of Beck. I think of girls and like mm. girls just sort of attach themselves a lot easily to 
that world and yeah. you know like the Star Wars is like notorious for little boys growing up so that's kind of it was just interesting thinking about it in, in that sort of terms but let's uh, let's talk about the movie so we've got this new character we've got Newt Scamando is that his name? Um, yeah he's, he's autistic is he actually autistic? no but like he fucking is right? like when you're watching the film you're like oh that guy's autistic it was alarming how much it annoyed me oh it annoyed you okay right oh well, okay it's just like why does he have problems making eye contact and he can't lift his head up and like he's I get that he's weird and he doesn't like people like he's not a people person I get that you know but mm. like instead of just take like making him just a little quirky and a little odd they've gone down that same direction it's like a Tumblr thing it reminds me of Tumblr for Tumblr. some reason where well like, like like the website it's well it's almost like he's playing a caricature of a real person you know what I mean? Like, he's not... He's so quirky and strange that I can't take it seriously. Yeah, right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, I get it. And there's moments where I'm like, man, it's really good. Like, Eddie Redmayne's amazing. Um, but yeah. I'm like, he's so... It's so quirky and different, you know? Like, because they're trying to get that 1920s vibe. There's this one theme here, the 1920s aesthetic, and then they want the magic aesthetic. So they're combining all these things and, you know, all the characters are quite, oh, hello. Like, it's quite poppy mm. and snappy, mm. you know? Yeah. And so they give it to him as well. And I'm like, you don't need to. God, like, it's okay for him to just be a little weird. He doesn't, you don't need to go full autistic, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Never go full retard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I probably stand on the other side of the fence. Like, I think, I, I agree with you, Eddie Redmayne is incredible. There is a reason why he is one of the best actors getting around at the moment, because as soon as he came onto screen, I was just immediately sucked into his character. I wanted to know more about this person and why and why he was the way he was. And I, I, I quite liked how quirky he was. He's so, like, charming and awkward, and he can't look at people, and he's he just... Oh, it's, I, I found it really charming. Like, I really connected with it. And because and, I, I found, uh, like, I like the 1920s feel that they've got going, or the, you know, the world that they've got going yeah. on. Um, but I found that... And this is what I found with a lot of the Harry Potter movies, that the rest of the, the kind of the world is just a little bit boring. Um, you like, reckon? Like, I just felt like it's it's okay, but like, it's just a little bit drab. I don't know. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I, I liked the style and I liked the time and stuff, but like, yeah. I just feel it, it, it might be like the color grade. Like they're very gray and very yeah, drab, they're, these they're movies. Dark, they're um, dark films. Dark, yeah. And, and that's, and that's fine. Like it looks good, but like, I just kind of, I'm looking for a little bit of color. And I feel like Newt is the color that I'm craving, and it and it really worked for me. Now my problem with Newt though is that I don't really learn why he is the way he is. Yeah, I mean, like autism is something you're born with, so that's probably that answers your question. <laughs> no, uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just honestly, I just think like that's what I that's what I mean. I think because. There's no motivation behind why he's this way. Like they kind of infer things and like they they kind of indicate that he's a little weird because of this and he's a little this because of that. But like at the end of the day, he's just like a weird dude and I never understand why. Like mm. I never know why. And I feel like, and that's what makes me feel like, oh great. So they've made him this way for the sake of making him this way. Just yeah. like they're making five films for the sake of making five films. It's the same thing where they're like, okay, well, this is the feeling, feeling I want. So we need to make new this way, but they haven't actually 
like they haven't built the path to show you the destination. They just fucking dropped you off in a helicopter of what is Newt's character. Like it's not. I want to know what why. I want to know why is this. That's way. right. And and with five movies coming, we're almost definitely gonna fig- yeah, find it great. out. I which can't is wait. which is is disappointing. In, in even for me, I'm the franchise guy. But like right now. I'm so interested in this character now. By the end of the movie, I, I was kind of like, oh, so I still really don't know who this dude is. Like, yeah. I was kind of like, I like him and I like watching him, but I don't know what his, what he is. Like, I know he's, he's, he likes animals and he's going to write a book. That's about it. You know, like he's yeah. really powerful as well. Like super powerful, yeah. what even F? though he got kicked out of Hogwarts. Like, <laughs> he's so, so sort of like, where's this coming from? He I want can to know. battle. He can battle the head of security, and like, and he can do all these crazy things. And he's a zoologist. Like, yeah. where's the? I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, do, are there like warriors in the wizarding world? Like, are there people who are amazing with magic, and others who probably aren't so good at casting spells and stuff? And I'm like, I know that that's true. Yeah. And so I'm wondering why, like, this zoologist who didn't go to school is capable of like casting like really amazing spells and like challenging like the biggest wizards in the American world. Like the the Colin Farrell is the head of security, which means he would have gotten that job through being very, very good at at magic. How the hell does he even, and he loses, like he does lose against him, but like, it just like, it's such a strange thing. Again, like they, they tell, they show you what he is, but they don't tell you why, you know? Yeah. And, that's all fine and dandy when you fucking have four more films. But the bottom line is, I don't care about the other four films. I want to enjoy the one I'm watching. Yeah. And if I don't know why a character's doing something, I can't enjoy the film. I'm sorry. It pisses me off. It pisses anyone off. It's so frustrating. And like, there are moments where I can accept it. You know, there's probably moments as well where you're like, oh, okay, like, yeah, whatever. I guess that's what wizards do. It's the magic world. And there's other moments where I'm like, are you for real? Like, is that really something you can just do? Like, yeah, there's a few things in this movie that are just very out of convenience, I feel. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, I just I just wanted to know. And, like, I have a feeling that he's going to have some sort of connection to Dumbledore because um, I think um, Colin him. Farrell drops at one point. He's like, why was Elvis Dumbledore so fond of you? Like, yeah, Elvis Dumbledore is probably one of the most powerful wizards out there as well. So it's like, I'm sure there's been some sort of training with him or something like I'm, I know this is going to come up but we don't have it now and it and it does suck um, imagine if we got an Albus Dumbledore spin-off that'd be so sick yeah absolutely just him and it, like just him and his youth just like becoming one of the greatest wizards just, to ever live yeah 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 talking about not having things fully fleshed out as well like I I really felt like you know Colin Farrell and the Grindelwald side of things was just very like it just happened. Nothing. Did you feel yeah. that as well? Like I, I, and this was this was one of the questions that I had to ask um, uh, Beck after seeing the movie because I was quite confused when all of a sudden Colin Farrell's Johnny Depp. I was like, what is going on? Like, and then yeah. they're like, Wald and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that guy that they've vaguely been like name dropping throughout the film that I really yeah, don't vaguely. know anything about. Like they. They do a newspaper montage at the start, and then occasionally bring him up, and then at the end he's the major. The major villain, yeah. Now, Beck has informed me that, like, the Grindelwald legend has been 
like has been a, a very prevalent part of the Harry Potter series. Like he's a big part of the Deathly Hallows and all this stuff. I, I'm not really sure of the exact story what went down, but like he is a big deal. He's like part of the whole Deathly Hallows thing. I don't know the full story, but like he is a thing. So Beck was fully on top of that and, and was totally across it because she's up with the law, but I'm yeah. not. So I kind of was a little bit confused. Like I knew who this Grindelwald was. He's obviously this the big the big bad at the time. The big He's, baddie. And I feel like they're trying to do another Voldemort here. Like they're like just vaguely referencing him. Like Vol- but they did it so much better with Voldemort. It was everybody was scared of his name. Everybody was, you know, it's like we don't need another Voldemort. Like we're just following the same kind of path that these these other movies yeah. did. I really wish that Grindelwald was a bigger part of this film. And again, I know he's going to be a bigger part. Probably even in the second film, I think J.K. Rowling's. Um, drop that but like here for that reveal to be like whoa to me it was actually more like whoa it's Johnny Depp yeah I think that was for everyone <laughs> I like, know, you know so the actual character really didn't mean much to me and even though like the grave side of thing um, like Colin Farrell's character like I, I was kind of like oh, I don't really know what this guy's where he's at like is he a real bad guy or is he you know, because I was kind of like agreeing with a lot of the things he was saying. You were talking about like, he's well, he's talking about, you know, that yeah. um, magicians should be the, you know, the magic world should be on, on top of why are we bowing to the humans? And yes, I agree. Why are you bowing to the humans? Why are you not number one in the world? And I asked this to Beck because I said, is this a thing throughout throughout the, you know, the films and the books and whatever? Yeah. Like, why aren't? Why are the magic community hiding? Why do they need to? And she said, oh, it's just, you know, it's kind of like X-Men. It's kind of like, you know, um, Twilight. X-Men don't hide. It's kind of like, but, you know, like there's the mutants that think that they should be the, you know, the ones in, in charge. But, you know, there's always there's always the bad guy who wants to take out the humans. Yeah. And then there's there's the, the, the majority of the people that are good and be like, no, nah, we got to stay hidden and whatever. And I said, that's all good and fine. I don't think the humans need to be destroyed. They just need to be mind fucked. Like they've been able to do in every other freaking movie. Like in this one, everything can be fixed by, you know, like the men in black wipe their memory sort of thing, the obliviated or whatever. Yeah. Why not Why not just uh, put them in a state of mind that they're okay with magicians? Like there's all this, 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 these questions that keep coming up to me that I don't, I don't understand why. And it's, it's funny because we've just been talking about Twilight where the same thing, like why are the vampires not the number one there? And it's just a reoccurring thing with these supernatural beings that are hiding in plain sight. If they're so much more powerful than us, there's no reason that they aren't in charge of us. Like, give me yep. a good reason. And they're not. And one of the things just on the Grindelwald thing and like kind of this and all these plot holes that come up, um, man, I'm on an. Ag- I've got an agenda. This podcast, but Ooh, um, an agenda. It's just like it's convoluted as fuck. Like honestly, it's so fucking convoluted. And I'm not saying it's not. You can't follow it. I followed the plot. You followed yeah. the plot. You just kind of went at the end. What the fuck? Hang on. Wait. What? Like uh, what? Like it's just so. There's so many, like story strands going on, right? Yeah. And that's great if they're all tied up, but they're not going to be tied up. Because there's four more films. And it's so frustrating knowing that they knew going into this situation that they weren't going to tie up the story strands. People, think before you act. Okay? 
the whole concept of why Newt is there is actually sincerely irrelevant to what seems to be the overall story of this evil guy. Newt has no fucking care in the world about this. He no. has an obscurity and they kind of link it. Bullshit. Like, whatever bullshit, okay? He goes to the Auroras because he's a fucking... He's got autism and for some reason can't, like, run away from this woman who's quirky and is literally like, hey, I'm going to arrest you now. And his response isn't, I'm going to go. He's doing illegal shit. He's bringing beasts into America. He knows he's doing the wrong thing, but for some reason just passively lets it happen because it's the quirky fun thing to do. Ha ha ha. Fuck off. Honestly. <laughs> Fuck. Suck my cock. It's a load of shit. And he goes with her and nothing happens. And then she's staying, he's staying with her and nothing happens. And then his beasts get out. So what? They find them all. Nothing, the beasts aren't even remotely relevant. They get out and he basically... The whole thing with him is that he becomes the patsy. He's just a patsy. Mm. Colin Farrell makes him a patsy. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Great. I'm watching the story of a patsy who somehow doesn't even save the day. At the end of the day, he doesn't do anything. This big obscurity's gone around killing everyone and he goes, no, wait, we can fa save you. And the moment he becomes relevant to the story, they kill him anyway. Like, he's so redundant. The only thing he does is give a griffin a bottle of tears. <laughs> and then it makes everyone forget. He gives Griffin. He, he fucking is. He's the Day Ex Machina. You're watching two and a half hours of a Day Ex Machina. <laughs> I don't like. There's there's like five minutes dedicated to them hunting down a rhinoceros in Central Park. It's a great sequence. It it's is quite it's funny. Fun. It's very fun. I enjoyed it. But in the grand scheme of things that fucking matter, it's not on there. It's not on the grand scheme of things that matter because it has no relevance once it's done. Nothing. Nothing he does has any relevance until they start actually being involved in the plot, which happens, what, maybe three quarters of the way through when they go to that clubhouse and they're trying to figure out who did it mm. because of blah, blah, blah. And that, ha that literally happens like halfway through the film. So it's, I, it's, ah, there's so much that they're trying to set up. Oh, he's from Hogwarts and Dumbledore and blah, blah, blah. That's this thing we'll come back to. Oh, also, there's no Madge guy. He's a thing we'll come back to. Oh, also, Colin Farrell's Johnny Depp. That's a thing we'll come back to. Oh, also, he's writing a book. That's a thing we'll come back to. Oh, also, who's this character who doesn't actually get back in the Auroras? That's a thing we'll get back to. Fuck off. Like, just fucking give me... Philosopher's Stone had a very clear-cut story. Yeah. Voldemort's back. Who could he be? What's going on? In this, it's Grindelwald's back. Who could it be? What's going on? Also, beasts are loose. Also, this is happening. Also, this is happening. And I promise you, by that fifth film, everything will be answered and it'll be tied up in a nice bow. But you'll be paying, what? How much is it a film? $10 for a ticket? So you'll be paying $50 extra for one story rather than $10. Go fuck yourselves. All right, I'm done. That's my rant. Anyway, it's convoluted shit was the point I was trying to yeah. make. Uh, look, and I, I don't disagree with you. But I, I'm probably not as angry about it because I feel like it, it is flaky, but his purpose being there is to, you know, he's aware of the obscurus and yes, to yeah. become the patsy. That's that's really the thing. The whole Fantastic Beast side of things is really just like a side note, which is super disappointing because like I, I'm more interested in that. I was more interested in all these crazy creatures. Like when they go into his bag, which is yeah, awesome. It's, it's so great. So cool. Like, we get in there, he's got this Mary Poppins bag that you can jump in, you can walk around, there's a whole world inside it. Like, the actual scene of them getting into the bag, and, you know, we've got the the nomad dude, Jacob. He's, you know, he's the fat guy, so he's, he's jumping around with the, the bag on the floor. Like, I thought that was quite hilarious. Then we get in there, and there's all the different lands where all the different... Yeah. You know, this, this got this like Noah's Ark thing going on. He's he's got all these animals, and it's really cool because they're very creative. They're really interesting to look at. 
And the way I thought this movie was going to go was that we were going to get like a Jumanji thing going on and all these animals were going to get out and just tear shit up in New York. And that's what I was looking forward to. And we get a little bit of it. Like you you referenced yeah. the, the weird rhino scene, which was but awesome. This, we get the Niffler getting around, which is one of the coolest little characters ever. But this is the thing. It's like this film is fun. Like it's fun. It's a fun. Like the sequences are really fun. When it wants to be know? fun, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, you know, the, that's the sequence where um, the guy's stealing all the jewelry, the little animal, and then it goes into, yeah, goes the into slow-mo as like they're dodging jewelry and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's, yes. that's, that's really cool. So you know, and like cool. them showing yeah. you this amazing tent is amazing, like really fun, and and the rhino scene is so such a ball, like it's a blast. Honestly, it's really fun to watch. Yeah, it, I think you've I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like I didn't I didn't really think about it because there was something about coming out of this movie that I was like I really liked that because it, it really feels like an old school fun yeah, family flick. It's a good time. It feels like Jumanji. Yeah. It feels like the yeah. original Harry Potter films. Like when when that the Harry Potter music started up with the Warner Brothers logo coming through and we it swooshes in and then we've got him coming through the customs. Yeah. It's all kind of fun. It's all simple. And then the Niffler gets out and he's just being a pain in the butt and it's really fun. Like there's no yeah. there's nothing bigger going on. And as soon as, but that's the thing, as soon as you've, you've hit the nail on the head and as soon as it starts to get more, it gets bigger, it gets, it gets more convoluted. It gets, you know, I I talked a lot about this in the the Twilight movies. Like I really liked in the first Twilight that it was literally just about Bella meeting Edward. And that's what worked for that movie. And the best thing about this movie is the Fantastic Beasts. And where to find them? But it's the, as soon as we get political, as soon as we get bigger than the main character, it doesn't resonate as, as much. As, they, with me. as soon as they try and sell you the tickets to the next four films, is what it is. Like as soon I as I know it that's becomes... what it's like. I'm not really, I'm not really concerned with that, but I'm concerned with that, that they're trying to go big already. Like that's, that's what I mean. We, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. We've got five about. other like, films. We've got four other films. Like go big in the second one. Like it's just keep like, this one simple. Keep it fucking simple. That's like that's script. One, that's the first thing you learn in your very first script writing course is, hey, don't be a dumb fuck. Just do what you know. Like, keep it simple. Write a story. That's not, you know, like, write a simple story. And this is, and you're right. Like, it just goes... Well, J.K. Rowling thing. does know this stuff. Like, she's done it in the Harry Potter thing. So I think this, I, I feel like this has the potential to be quite, like intense JK. as we Ow. get as we get bigger and bigger but like i what i really wanted and what worked for the first harry potter book which i have read the like the first four and i remember philosopher's stone the most because it was literally a fish out of water story it was like this new this new um this guy who it was basically a muggle his whole, whole life going to this magical world yeah cool like and yeah i know we've already got this this world established but we don't have this time period and we don't have like all the little the little things of just setting up why they're hiding and and what what they do to fix things and stuff was all fun very convenient but like it was uh, like I was more interested in that sort of thing with the world building stuff not the political giant bad guy building stuff which didn't mean anything to me because you don't touch on him enough in this movie so i wanted to see more jumanji and less Deathly Hallows. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's where I'm at. I like the... Look, I like... I, I gotta say this. Like, I've been a little salty son of a bitch, but the, the cast themselves are really fun. Like, the, the, the four, the little gang. Like, JK's pretty good at 
like setting up a good team and the dynamic between the four of them I really enjoyed. But I really like Jacob. I thought he was fun. The thing the thing I, I realized is I care more about the two side characters than the two main characters. Like Jacob and the uh, sister were fantastic. Like I was so every time they're on screen, like every time they're in a situation, I'm like, wow, I love them. And their romance I believed and and their performance and everything they were given was great. Like when the um my favorite thing is Jacob Jacob's reaction to him being in this world isn't panic and hysteria he's just like holy shit like look at this yeah. and i love that because it felt real like it just felt honest you know and when when newt opens the briefcase and walks in and jacob squeals he's just like, oh, yeah i i <laughs> laughed so hard in the cinema like that was and he drinks the giggle shot and uh, he giggles uh, yeah like so good. and i was all i could think was man i would just watch a film with him like i just watch a film it's like a body it's like a buddy cop film Newt's the straight guy. Yeah, and no, I agree. The I agree. And, but I feel I, I I feel like they didn't go as Further. fun as they could with yeah. this guy. Like they really they could have just gone nuts with him and all. Like because yeah. it is. He's the he's he's us. He's yeah. our avatar in this world. He's the muggle that's coming in that doesn't understand things and he's freaking out. And his just reactions to everything is fantastic. His the look on his face is always great. Like I really like that that actor. But I I I, I like I was saying before with how Newt is really the most animated and, and, and weird sort of character to me. Like, I felt like there was just so many shades of gray over the rest of them. Um, they had yeah. their little, their moments, but f- I, I wasn't, I, I don't think I was as excited by them as you were. Well, I just liked the other two more because I didn't find Newt very appealing. Like as a character, I okay. couldn't relate to him. I didn't really feel like why he was, what he was doing was justified ever because it was all this bigger picture stuff. And while there's so much going on, the most comforting, like enjoyable aspect of the film was when they went back to these two characters who are in love and one of them is clueless and trying to figure it all out. And the other one's also pretty clueless and wants to figure it all out. Like, I love that. Yeah. And I really respect that. I don't really like the other two. The main female, I forget her name, but she's just too quirky. She's, there's no, she's that same, it's Tumblr. It's fucking Tumblr fever. <laughs> it's that level of quirkiness where she's like, ooh, I'm, ooh. Oh, and it's just like shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's the 1920s, but for God's sake, communicate like a normal human being. And Newt, <laughs> and Newt's just like too weird for me to deal with, and not in a way where I'm like I'm making jokes about him having autism, but that's because he has clearly has looked at traits with people who have autism. But like I'm not, it's not that. It's just that I'm like okay, but what, we said it before. No motivation behind why he is that way. Jacob's just this dude, and he's clearly shit out of luck, and he just wants to yeah. find a way out. And he when he forgets it. When he forgets everything at the end and the magic rain, like I was watching that and I was like, that's the, probably the best scene in the film. But I was watching like bullshit. Like there's four yeah. more films. He's way too likable. Bullshit. Yeah, he has bullshit, to come bullshit, back for sure. You know? And it just kind of made me, it actually kind of pissed me off that they did that anyway. Because I was like, I feel like they really why? didn't need to, yeah. This guy, like Newt literally breaks the rules the entire film. He has a friend now and they make him forget because the government they've been ignoring the entire two <laughs> hours right. tells Just them to. Like, like, why? Let why? him be, yeah. Like, I, I, the better ending for me was the Aurora leaves and then they don't let him go out in the rain and they and they live, you know, and they... Like, that's for me a happier ending. I'm like, yay, like, cool. There's a difference. Like, it's not all about order. Like, the nomad... This is the first nomad to do this. That's fucking cool. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Holy shit. I thought I they, I, I thought they were going to go that way when she brought out the umbrella. 
I thought yeah. it was like, no, she's going to bring him back in, but they didn't. Yeah, it was, that's um, what I thought as well. Yeah, it was really, really sad. Um, a really, a really effective scene, scene, like you said, a really great scene, but like just it's cheap. not not needed. Like, we, we, you know he's coming back. And I yeah. also find, like, you know, he's made the bakery later in the film. Like, he's got all the money to make mm. the bakery and whatever, and he's, he's making pastries of these little animals. So, in some way, I feel that the, the mind hasn't been fully fully wiped somehow there's like you know we've got he's coming back he's coming back like we even get the sweet yeah. moment at the end with him and queenie now i've got a question about queenie we've uh she is the mind reading thing a thing in the harry potter world like well, apparently so jk rowling wrote the film and this girl can mind read <laughs> like we've just been dealing with this with alice and yeah. twilight and now it's just it seems a little too convenient yet it do, does it come into the into the movie yeah she much? saves she saves them from oh she does she saved that's right yeah, yeah. it's a it is probably it's a mighty convenient power it's a very convenient power like again like there seems to be all these very convenient things that are going on in this world um just quickly with the um i can't remember her name either the the aurora um yeah the no. chick newt's chick she Bobcat. i i think she warmed up to me as we went along, which I think was the purpose of the character. So I, I like, I still found it quite not entirely interesting, but like I, I did like the little thing that sort of sparked between them towards yeah. the end of the movie. That was quite sweet. Now we're talking, we keep talking about this obliviating rain and the deus ex marketer to it. And you know what? Look, I could go with it if it's just, if it was like a feasible way of actually wiping the minds of everybody in New York but, but it's not. not because nobody's outside when it rains <laughs> like you get yeah. uh, you know you get a couple of hundred people but most of the people are inside and we get that one shot of like you know the banker who was hilarious by the way I really liked that guy he was perfectly yeah, he was cast um, in the in the shower it's like and like the water just was that yeah, quick that it's come of, through what, the pipes and gone into the shower. Like, can you, do you are you just assuming that everybody's gonna touch this water that the rain has hit? Like, yeah. it's no that that's not that's not good enough. That's it's so that's silly. Like, I feel like I feel like this this ministry would have some bigger way of Sorry, sorting the, this out. The other thing is just quickly like. They, you're literally watching like 10 to 15 wizards rebuild the entirety of New York City with like wands. Like they're just casually doing it. Yeah. I literally wouldn't bat a fucking eye if those wizards all raised their wands and went full men in black and just wiped yeah. the whole town. That's shoot up I a thought. star. Shoot up a magical star like a firework <laughs> and the firework goes over and blows and up. Like, Ooh, yeah. I would I would watch that and go, oh yeah, cool. That's but they're like, done. oh, we can't obliviate everyone. What the fuck do you mean you can't obliviate everyone? You're the Ministry of Magic and you don't have like a collateral. You've been like, doing you don't, this for how you long? Don't have yeah. a, you don't have a plan for the, literally like probably the only thing you should be worrying about as a group, as a secret society. Wouldn't your biggest issue be what if everyone found out? So why don't you have a plan if everyone found out? Like why don't, why is that not a thing? Why are you like, oh, good thing this zoologist is here. What the fuck is that? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Honestly, that is poor writing. That is what that is. Yeah. No, it is. It's silly. And and then the the way that they do amend it is not feasible enough to me. So I can't go along with it. Um, the other thing is I... Like, I know we keep coming back to Grindelwald. 
And I did get a little bit excited when I saw Johnny Depp because I'm like, man, his presence in a film like this is great. Like, he fits this world, I feel. So I'm excited to see what they do with this character. Like, like I said, we didn't get much in this one. But my question is, how long has he been Colin Farrell? Yeah, how what? long? Like, Grindelwald's supposedly back and then he disappears for a bit, but it seems like this guy like has been the minister of security for for a while and everyone trusts him and stuff and then also like like how does he know so much if he's only been doing it for a little bit and yeah. also like how did he get the job and then like <laughs> wouldn't you need wouldn't you need like serious credentials to get a job of like literally running the entire sector like security would literally be almost all of the ministry of a secret society who don't want to expose themselves i feel like security would be the biggest part <laughs> how do you have that job if you're fucking johnny depp as colin farrell like what 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 yeah. this week fucking interview process do you have in this world for that to be for that to happen you know like i'm sure it's dropped at some point but i wasn't i wasn't sure how long ago all the grinwald stuff was going on like all those newspaper things clippings that we get at the start of the film yeah. i don't know what the date was on those or, or like listeners please tell me but i i've if they were years and years and years ago like we're talking like 20 years yeah okay i could go with that but i have a feeling that they're a lot closer so that sort of makes me ask questions but i i just want to know was colin farrell graves before grindelwald took over his body or took his you know identity or whatever or you know because that i could understand if the colin colin farrell character was actually a distinguished member of the ministry of magic and worked his way up the the things in in the right way or did you know he yeah i don't know i just i that's a question i i need answering and uh, <sighs> So many questions. Yeah, so many questions that don't get real answers. And when they mm. give answers, they're fucking... Indi they're, like, solved with bullshit magic. I'm sorry. I know how much this film and this world means to people, but as an objective viewer, it doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of the time. It doesn't. And I don't want to hear bullshit about magic potions being the answer and that's because i'm totally cool with magic potions being the answer i'm cool with a little grass thing a little groot crawling out of someone's pocket and undoing handcuffs yeah. i don't need any more justification than that i'm cool with that stuff happening i'm cool with them killing people by like hypnotizing them with great memories and they basically fall into this death water i don't mm -hmm. because i i get it like oh cool they do that to do that i connect the dots but when it's like when it's shit that is significant to the yeah, story, the big answers, and they and they just like leave it blank and expect us to be okay with it, which is what these films do. This isn't just Harry Potter. This is what films with more films coming do because they want you to question it because they want you to see the next ones in hopes they answer the question. This fucks me off, and it <laughs> fucks off everyone else, even if they don't want to admit it. It's fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want a new Harry Potter film. I'm happy for there to be spin-offs. I just don't want it to suck. And every time something has a setup where it's four different, it just fucking sucks in some way, you know? Mm. This is not, it's really enjoyable, but these big questions pose a big problem in the grand scheme of things because I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait a year for another one. I think it's two. I should. I don't want to wait two years for another question. Like, these yeah. are questions that should indefinitely be answered. Be answered. Yeah, it's yeah. empty. Without this, you are, you're giving us a broken story. And that is bad filmmaking. That's what that is. Yeah. David Yates, do something with your time. Stop making <laughs> Harry Potter films.
F. The broken, uh, just my last broken thing that I want to talk about is um, the kid who turns into that weird... Credence. The uh, Obscurus. Yeah, Credence. Credence. Um, again, not enough sort of given to him. Not, I don't, I never knew what was really going on. Like, I knew what was going on. Like Colin Farrell was talking to him and saying, hey, can you find the person with the, the Obscurus? He knew he had the Obscurus. Am I right in saying that? Like, because later on we find out that the um, Newt's chick felt sorry for him before. Did she know that he had the Obscurus? No, I think, I think, so he, she just like, she just got pissed and, and like beat up the mum. Because the mum was abusing a kid, was, I think. Was it that simple, was it? I, I thought yeah. she had some sort of idea because, you know, the magic connection. I, I don't know. I'm confused. As well, like, I've no, the whole of... thing was no one knew who the Obscurus was. And Colin Farrell was using Credence he was to, to try find, and find the it. Obscurus. Okay. But, like, the whole time it was him. And right. also there's that whole president, like, the whole... For the, the owner of the photography thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, that's a whole other strand that seems that they wanted to pay attention to for no fucking reason. And the Obscurus, the Obscurus kills that guy. So then that kid would have known that he's the Obscurus because he's done it. Or do they not know? I feel like they know. I don't know. I'm so No one confused. knows. No one's meant to know except for Credence. He's the only one. But so he he's does a- know then. He Credence. does know. He knows that he's the Obscurus. Oh, yeah. He knows he's the naughty guy. He's just all scared the whole time, I think, because... He doesn't want well, to like he wants to, his mom. So he, he wants Colin Farrell to teach him magic, which is cool. Like I, I like that. And he's yeah. been living in this this little society, this little orphanage of people who hate witches and they're talking about burning witches and all that sort of stuff, which is awesome. I think that is a great addition cool. to this world, but they didn't do anything with it. It's yeah. such a side note. And everything else is such a side Like nothing is, is just solid. I don't feel like yeah. anything, no strand... The Fantastic Beasts, the Grind- Grindelwald, the the witch haters, Colin Farrell. Like, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent on any of these these strands, and that annoys me. And I know what you're going to say. It's 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 a franchise thing, but nah, I'm, I'm just up. I'm just annoyed. <laughs> I'm just annoyed. No, well, and like the other thing is like they pay attention to it too much. Like it's not like oh here's this thing going on. We won't give you anything. Like just so you know, it's there. They're like here's this thing going on. Also, this is what's happening. Hey, let's cut back to this. Hey, let's cut back to this. Hey, let-. like the second Salem has get a lot of screen time, and it never eventuates into anything because it's literally just a side note. And it's fine yeah, if you it doesn't want really it to be advance. a side note. Yeah, you're right. But make it a side note. Don't fucking put so much emphasis on it. Show me more of the whole, like, the whole thing behind the marketing for this was, hey, this is about the guy that wrote that book. I want to see more of him, please. I want to see more of him catching these animals, to be honest, because yeah. it's fun. I don't care about this stuff because it's not relevant and there's never a real payoff. So, yeah, I agree. It's a pain in the ass. It's such a pain in the ass because this film does so many things right, like... David Yates kind of nails the atmosphere and the fun of what it is that we're looking for in a prequel for a Harry Potter film. Like, he nails it, you know? Because Harry Potter isn't really a violent thing. It's not not about the violence or the action. It never really was. In fact, Harry Potter 1, 2, and 3, they're not action-packed, you know? There's action in them, but they're not action-packed. They're They're kind of almost thrillers. They turn into mystery. They're more like murder mysteries, you know? Yeah, they are, yeah. I feel like, like it got it got more that way later in the series, like the not not the murder mystery, like the no, action. No, it goes action. Thing. Yeah. yeah, once when things get real, and that's great, you know. But like the the essence of what Harry Potter is, 
it took is magic know, and wonder yeah and like <laughs> when we see magic and wonder we're like wow that's great and when we see bullshit convoluted crap like any other film we go wow i don't want to watch this right now and <laughs> you, you, i don't understand where where the line of like okay let's make a fun film about magic and fantasy was crossover to okay let's make a fun film about magic and oh wait no let's not do that let's make a film with seven different storylines and a new Voldemort, basically, yeah. and a new this and a new that. And someone goes, hey, but what about all the magic and fun? They go, oh, we'll put that in a little bit, but not too much. We've got other things to worry about. There's four more of them. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, okay, well, we've been ragging on this movie a lot, but I, I, I want to break things up. I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of Fantastic Beasts. The good. I'm going to say my good is Jacob. I love him. Yeah, yeah, good call, good call. My good What's would be the beasts. What I came yeah. to see this movie for. They did well, fun. but just there wasn't much of it. But I liked it. I liked it when it was happening. The yeah. bad. The bullshit amount of storage strands. That's my bad. Yeah, I'm, along those lines, my bad would be the lack of like development of any of those story strands. <laughs> mainly the characters. Mainly Newt. Like, I just feel like I didn't really know. I was. I, I came out really confused. Um like not stupidly confused but just like i was just like what i've been doing this whole time i'm just asking questions and i don't feel like i should be asking questions the ugly um oh god what would my ugly be i'd probably say my ugly is um the second salem and stuff like that's bullshit i hate that that's like just the, the lack of or the lack of well, or too like, much that they did with <laughs> yeah like what they did where the, the emphasis of it and where they took it and then did nothing with it yeah, that's, that's that's super ugly. My ugly is the rain, the obliviating rain. It's oh, just yeah, that's stupid. Fucked. Like, yeah. there's no, like, oh, it's yeah, there's no intelligence to that. It's just an easy easy out that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I could have, I was fine. Like, you were angry that it was like a Deus Ex Machina thing, but like, I don't, I don't really care that it's a Deus Ex Machina. I feel like it was kind of set up because he talks about. The tears and the because it was it was some something from a, a, that certain some insect. From a beast, yeah, how yeah. convenient. Um, which is Girl fine. can but... mind read. He can has tears that fucking happen to be the most important thing <laughs> in this current two day radius of the story happening. He has the most <laughs> important thing possible. Great. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I would go with that because it was beast related, but um, you know, the rain just just didn't make sense to me. Anyway, let's get out of here. What are your final thoughts on Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Yeah, it's not a great film. It's not terrible because, again, there's these fun moments that we've brought up. I know I'm a negative Nancy, guys. I know I can be real nasty and yell, but that's because I want to make it better. We're like good cop, bad cop. And right now, I'm a real bad cop. Don't overload your films with bullshit, yeah? Because when it happens, it doesn't end up being a good film. Yeah, congratulations. You're going to make a lot of money. And the people who are attached to this franchise already are probably going to love it because that those elements of fun and that background and the history that you put in, that works for those people. I understand that very well. I'm a little patsy. I'm a little fucking wimp when it comes to Star Wars. I, the Force Awakens, I can't not watch it and, and love it. Like, I can't. I love it. I, Rogue One, I'm going to do a come. You know? The Han Solo film, I'm going to do a bigger come. I'm not the Han Solo film is a horrible idea and I'm still going to love it. I get it. I get it. You know, but like I just it's it's from I it's 
It's shit. <laughs> it's fucking shit. It's fucking stupid. It's convoluted. I'm confused. I don't want to be confused. I just want a simple story. Any film that I love has a simple story. Interstellar. Yeah, it seems complex. It's still quite a simple story. It's, simple, it's, a, to, yeah. it's a to B. You know, everything's that way. Twists in a simple story aren't really twists. They just haven't answered questions yet. And when they answer the question in the story, you go, wow, what a twist. That's what a twist is. That's all it is. This is fucking stupid. The twist at the end with Colin Farrell being Johnny Depp, that's fucking stupid. You know? I didn't, there was no like, who is Colin Farrell? It was just stupid. Great. I wasn't, I didn't care that it was Grindelwald. I cared that it was Johnny Depp, like you said. Yeah. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. That's taking me out of the Harry Potter world and making me think about performers. I don't want to think about performers. My first thought was, wow, Pirates of the Caribbean. He's really not happy with that franchise. He's moving on. That was the first thought I had. <laughs> it's average as fuck. It gets a 2.5 out of 5. The most average of average scores. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I... I've been super negative as well, which I feel like I, I, I came in with more positivity in my heart <laughs> to talk about this movie because when I watched it, I, I did enjoy it. I had a great time. It's a, it's a kickback to some of those old family fun flicks that I, I mentioned before. It's a kickback to the original feel that the Harry Potter movies, you know, sort of gave me that I remember. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the, of the franchise, so I sort of sit on the fence again here. I'm not, I'm not excited by it. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, interested to see where the story goes but i'm not going to be like oh man i can't wait i because i can wait i don't i don't mind waiting for this story because they didn't answer enough questions that's my biggest problem with this movie is the fact that i've come out asking questions like we you know when you discuss films you're always asking questions i watch movies sometimes i zone out if if it hasn't kept me in it this was i watched this like at 9 30 at night I know I'm going to miss some things, but usually I'm able to pick them up by asking questions after and somebody can explain to me that this is what, you know, they covered that. They fixed that. It's it's not a big deal. I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm asking questions and a lot of the answers aren't coming, even from fans. Like Beck, like some of the things she'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I don't know. But then I would ask her things about like Grindelwald and she's like, no, he is a big part of the thing. He He's he's part of the law. Cool. I'm, I'm not up with the law. And this is made for the fans. If you know the law, you come in and you understand the the little hints and stuff that they're dropping. Like there's heaps of little, you know, tips of the hats to things. Like when they said Elba's Dumbledore, I like lost my stuff. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Cause I know who that is. <laughs> you know, I didn't know who Grindelwald was. So I was disappointed at the lack of Grindelwald. So the reveal wasn't big for me either. So look, one out of five, not enough Grindelwald. Not enough Grindelwald. But I, uh, look, I had fun, but I'm asking questions. So it, it's, it, it falls down for me. And I'm just, probably just above average. Because when I was having fun, I was having a blast. So I'm at three. I'm at three out of five. Good. I respect that. That is what we have for today, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. A bit of banter. A bit of fun. We're all done for the week. <laughs> it's probably Until mainly Harry Potter fans who are like, oh my God, I hate the these guys. How yeah. they say that? They don't even know. They have no idea. They don't, you don't get it. You don't, how dare you have an opinion? Look, <laughs> it's easy as fuck to do what we do. It's easy being a critic. We're aware of it. But you don't need to get mad at us because we won't get mad at you for having an opinion. That's the point. Scratch my cock and I'll scr back. Scratch my back and I'll scratch yours, fellas. Man, I swore a lot. I was meant to not swear at all in the yep. podcast because I've I'm got. Um, I've been taking tallies. 
We've been doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know a where lot. you're at? Yeah, tell me. 102 from last week and this week like together. 102. 102 swear words. And they're just the bad ones. That's so <laughs> many slaps. <laughs> it's going to be fun. So, Connor, we've, um, we've got like two weeks between like things that we're doing the next big thing that we're going to do we're going to kick off a resident evil retrospective that's we've got the last resident evil movie coming at the end of january we have to start at like mid-december yeah because there's so many damn movies and we're going to be talking about star wars and we're going to be doing our huge boxing day bonanza that we do every year where we review four movies in one week which is just absolutely insane but we're gonna have some fun with that this week but we're at, at the moment we've got two weeks of kind of nothing so what are we thinking about doing next week Connor? i reckon because i hate myself we should do romance films because they get lots of listens so we should do the notebook <laughs> you're right it seems that the romantic films tend to get us the the big numbers so the twilight movies we just finished that was one of our most successful retrospectives anytime we do anything nicholas sparks people seem to just want to you know laugh at us for having They're to like, watch ha, ha, such suffer yeah so we're going to watch the romantic film of all romantic films the notebook also a nicholas sparks film so Yay. that's what we're going to do next week. I hope you guys are going to enjoy that. Um, and then the next week after that, we're going to sort of lead into our Resident Evil retrospective by talking about the latest Underworld movie. Yeah. Um, but ten, ten, ten out of ten. I ten out of ten. Yeah, that's it. Of course, I've seen so many of them. I'm going to know exactly what's going on. <laughs> we'll talk I about it. I haven't seen then. shit. I haven't seen shit. That's the joke I'm making. Yeah. <laughs> I was, All right. Next week assumed. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna watch Rachel Mo- the two best looking people fall in love. Very That's realistic. True. I can't wait. Thanks everybody. Follow us on um uh you know iTunes every t- fuck it. Follow play the music fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur a Movie. Fish and Connoisseur a Movie does not own any rights to the film Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, its marketing or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track, main titles, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, is performed by James Newton Howard, and the track, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, titles, is performed by Ennio Morricone.